All right, guys, I know you love the sport of hockey, and I know you love making money. So let's bring those two things together. MyBookie.ag has teamed up with the Hockey Podcast Network to bring you a great deal. Use the promo code THPN, and MyBookie will match your initial deposit 50% all the way up to $1,000. So you deposit $500, you get $250 to play with in free wagers. That's a can't-lose situation, folks. Use the promo code THPN on MyBookie.ag. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm producer T, and as always, I'm joined by Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing? You know what? I got a couple wins in my pocket, so I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Finally, it feels like we're doing an episode uh, on a positive note, which feels like it's been a long... Uh, it's been sad, a long time coming. Dark, dark, dark start to 2020, and it feels like February at least we've, we we're getting off to a good good start, which is a nice change for this franchise this year. It feels well. Maybe this team just goes with the seasons. You know, yeah. it's been a dark winter yeah. at least for us up here in uh, you know on Vancouver Island. Yeah. It's been a dark winter, and now you know it's spring is coming. We're well, starting to yeah. see the sun every sure. once in a while. Yeah, and maybe the Sharks will start winning some games. I mean, I don't want to get my Hopes too high, to be honest. But I mean, uh, that, I mean, if if you're looking for a reach, that's yeah, probably a yeah, reach right that there. That might be a little bit of a reach. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. We're we're a positive podcast because we have a positive fan base, as we've seen yes, we do. this difficult season. Um, we like to keep it positive here. <laughs> uh, as you know, the Stick Hungry Podcast is on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. You can also follow myself at producer underscore T E E. You can follow myself at D Y L underscore thpn and you can follow the network at hockey pod net uh we've got another great episode coming your way folks uh, like we just mentioned we've got a couple of games that we just won one of them uh, we haven't really talked about the other one was on recording day so we did brush up on it so we'll get into those um we've got a sharks line brought to you by open phone um, we've got some real good takes this week, Dylan. Uh, fair few Collins, eh? Oh, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a big chunk of this show. Yeah, the, and the a, open and phone a nice, segment and a nice new Shane rap. Oh, well, not, not that nice. I don't know. Coming at producer T <laughs> once again. Well, once comes again. at me and then kind of. It's a double header, folks. So it's, we'll yeah. we'll keep that for you. There's some ups and there's some downs. There's definitely some ups and definitely some solid downs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we will also do a tankathon, which is. Uh, Although we have won a couple of games, we're still very much in the the foot of the division. So we'll, we're yeah. gonna keep rolling with the tankathon segment. We'll also touch on hockey history and Dylan. We've got a great poll question this week. To we break love down. the poll questions on Twitter. We so. really do. So we've got one of those for you, folks. Uh, I think we should just get into it. Let's get right into it. Right into it, right into it baby. Uh, so, like I just mentioned, we did uh, win uh, when we were recording last time. Sorry, we we were g- against Calgary. We had a couple right. games in Alberta. We started in Calgary, and we did win that game. Uh, Dylan, that that was a, that was a nice positive start after a, a difficult uh, 
end to January, like we just mentioned. Yeah, you know, Calgary. We talked about Calgary a little we bit. Did. Like they're we still did. a they're still a good team. You look at some of their forwards, and, and they they have a pretty good defense too. Um, totally. The goaltending has been questionable, but they're still a decent team in the Western Conference. So you know, good, getting good. a win against them is, is a pretty big thing. Good points picked up there. Absolutely. And, uh, so then we did the, the two hour drive down to Edmonton in uh, in Alberta, and we have since played the Oilers. The Oilers kind of similar to Calgary, really, this year. Got some really, as we know, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle, also really amazing high forwards. End, yeah, high-end yeah. front, front-end picks. You know, they've got a solid decor as well, and kind of d- d- same with the goaltending, but uh, one of the stronger teams turns out this year in the... In the Pacific, Dylan, and and we did get, we got a a good win in the end. Oh, some might say it was a shellacking. It was a shellacking, and it, when we first started watching this game, in that first, we went down two nothing early on, and we I, thought, here we go again. Literally, here we go it was again. One of those, here we go again. But uh, kind of maybe an ode to Aaron Dell, where as maybe in the in the past where Martin Jones really would just kind of break down after letting two early goals in, and it would have been a shellac in the other way. Arendelle buckled down, and so did the defense, and we held we held him out, and we came back with some really nice goals. I know I keep bringing it up, but I, I don't think people are making a big of a deal. You know, Arendelle becoming the starting goaltender, mm-hmm. that that is such a huge deal it right is, now. And, 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 and this isn't just a thing where it's like Martin Jones is having some bad games and week to week, you know, we're just going to play Aaron Dell a little bit more. This is, you know, for the rest of the season, I think Dell is our starting guy. Totally. And it feels like it's almost been brushed under the carpet because of just how poorly Jones was doing early on. Yeah. That it's almost been like, oh, yeah, well, why wouldn't you put Dell, you know, as the starter? But he's actually put in the performances and. For this team, that's a huge step to be have that backup guy that who who can win you games like this. Who, you know, who can win short the the goals that he let in w- weren't really any of his fault. No, whatsoever. they weren't. Especially that first one didn't have a chance. No, and then uh, a beautiful, beautiful McDavid goal. Where, you know, yeah, showed all true. his talent. True. You know the speed, the the hands. And against Edmonton, I mean, you're gonna expect two or three goals. That's the thing, right? You know. And and for once, for once, our offense came through. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Timo Meyer getting the hattie. How about that? getting a hat trick in that game you know those are the those are the players that we need to to pick up points you know Kane picking up a goal yeah um they were all kind of scruffy goals all of them they they uh, were weren't they they were you know but but that's what you need and and you need those pucks bouncing your way and when you get the goaltending like we did we got the win and if we if we're gonna any any hope whatsoever which I really don't think we do of making the playoffs these are the performances we need every single night should we bring that up? I mean, I think we've said it on this podcast. We kind of declared it on this podcast that we're not making the playoffs. Yeah. We don't if we you know if we're putting money on it, we're saying that the Sharks are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, we did. Now, lots of people are coming out and saying, "You know what? We have a chance now because of these two wins in Alberta." And I just don't agree. I I don't think it's enough. It's too little, too late. We're still done. And I, well, what I, do you think? What do you I, think about I, that? I completely agree with you on that. It, and I also think it's it's such a small sample size. If you look over the year, when we've needed to pick up the points, we haven't. Like we've, Sure, we've picked up two wins on, on the bounce, which is nice. Which is great, yeah. But they're not top-end teams. These aren't... When, you, when we started this season, when we looked at w- teams that we were going to pick up points against... You would definitely most have Edmonton up there already. For sure. And Calgary, I, I mean, they we, haven't we, had the, as strong of a season as, as maybe the, we would have predicted. 
but they they're not. They're we, not well, well, coming into the season, we thought we were on the same playing field totally, as the as the Flames. Totally, and you you know so to pick up two wins is great, but it, I, I agree with you, it's not enough. And I also think there was a, too much luck involved. True, you know, yeah, like t- you said, they were scruffy goals. Totally, it was six goals, which is fantastic. But uh, at least four of those goals were, were lucky bounces or you know um, redirects, which are which are all you know their goals their points at the end of the day but yeah you know we would have to have a lot of luck riding into the end of the year to to make any sort of uh run even to make the playoffs no i agree with that so you know at at the end of the day great games i mean if we go on let's if if we go on an eight game win streak here folks maybe i'll change my mind but that's the thing dylan that's that's one thing that uh, fans don't seem to remember sometimes is that another team would also have to absolutely tank yeah, that exactly. You know, and yeah. you look at the other teams in, in the division, and I don't see any of them absolutely tanking as much as us absolutely going on fire. Yeah. So I think for both of those things to happen, both at the same time, all running up to the end of the season, I think it's too, like you said, too little, too late. And it's it is getting late. I mean, we're we're getting close to the trade deadline. Yeah, and you look at what what St. Louis did last year. Their, their run had already started by now. Yeah, they, already, they turned it around. And I don't think you can sit here and say these two games against the uh, the Oilers and the Flames are a turnaround point for no. the season. You can't say that. No, and you know, the, the most that I can see coming out of this is maybe that we, we don't... Maybe we, we don't finish right at the floor of the division, and maybe yeah. that all, all that really does is it hurts Ottawa. So true, you, you know. And, it, and I don't see, and I agree with you. I don't see us being at the f- absolute floor mm-hmm. of the uh, division. I mean, we're no, we're me better either. than the Ducks. No, and you know we're third from the bottom right now, and I I kind of I'd hope we finish maybe one or two positions higher, but I I don't see yeah. us really moving much from here. Unless like no, some I kind I'd of, agree with that. Some yeah. kind of absolute. M- Calamity happens and, and and Aaron Dell's you know running for the Vesna literally he's and a, then also and, and then also another team becomes an absolute dumpster <coughs> fire. True. So yeah. you know I just sorry fans, I'm still a pessimist on this. There you go. So uh, we said we're a positive podcast. <laughs> we went into a game review about a six-three victory and we, and came we come out, out uh, you know with a dark cloud. So anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the open phone segment. Loving it. All right, we're starting off with a a doubleheader, I guess. Doubleheader. A, a, a double Shane rap. Now this one goes. It's an emotional roller coaster for me. These two. It really is. Um. So we we actually listened before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I want mm-hmm. your first reactions about the about the raps before we play for the fans. So uh, tell them, you know, maybe what to expect and just how totally. how you felt about Hon- these raps. Honestly, uh, there's been an air of confusion. Okay. This this whole this whole um, this whole way, as we've kind of talked about along the way, um, as there normally is. Yeah, on this podcast, <laughs> you know, this is this is very true. Um, well, first first rap, the dick measuring comes in hot, uh-huh. hot and heavy. Now, Shane, I think you misunderstood me. I did not say that I actually measure dicks with, um, uh, what do they call measuring cup with um, with a measuring cup. You said that. Yes. So let me just clear and this we, up, we do folks, have, we before do we get into tape. this. Okay, so let's give some context on that first one. So I'm not initiating any of this dick measuring and any cups. True. All right, and we did have Isha 
make some uh, from the soda pod make some comments on how to use the measuring cup but we had to cut that from the pod because uh was not user friendly it was too graphic it was it was too graphic there was there was like noises involved folks no one needed to hear yeah. it unfortunately yeah. sorry too there, many there, kids there's listening. some there, there's even some some visual pieces <laughs> yes uh, which were just <laughs> maybe not on a future uh, <laughs> once we've established ourselves well, a little bit <laughs> well i think actually no we're gonna have isha jerome from the soda yes, pod he's gonna the join us so because we're playing on saturday yeah we're playing the uh, minnesota wild so he's gonna talk about uh uh, you know this this whole situation and uh, and the game coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the second one though, Shane Rapp is more of a. He, I think he, he think he maybe feels a little bad for me because I'm, nope. I'm being his verbal per- punching bag over here for a while. So he he has maybe a little bit of a user friendly, Thomas friendly, producer T friendly uh, rap on the second one, folks. Right he, here you are, the double header bangers from Tangers as always, Shane. All right, producer T. I think you should stop using measuring cups to measure dicks because honestly, it's getting kind of weird. Don't listen to producer T. He measures dicks. Yep. I'll tell you why he uses a measuring cup. A measuring cup is T's first pick because what do you think comes out of a dick? Emphasis on cum. T tries these dumb. In this dick measuring contest, T is all in. But let me assure you, he will not win. So. Hey Shane, I thought I'd start off by saying I've had a few drinky twos, but this rap coming up, it's a, it, it highlights all of Producer T's strengths and shows Producer T in a better light than you ever have in the past. Anyways, Producer T is not a cannibal, mammal, actually not an animal. He is totally human. This is true, man, and he doesn't eat other peeps, but maybe some chicken and sheeps. At least he doesn't eat human flesh. And if he did, it wouldn't be fresh. Yeah. If you want me to rap about anything, just let me know. But like, you, if you like the the dick measuring contest raps or the sharks raps or anything, just let me know. Tell Dylan. Call in. Yeah. See you later. Let me know, folks, at DYL underscore THPN on Twitter if you have any recommendations for, uh, <laughs> for themes. Oh. For for Shane Raps, I don't know if anyone suggested to him the uh, the uh, the dick measuring thing, but he came out hard with it. He I'm gonna, came, I'm gonna say that he came in real hot with it. Um, I mean, I I appreciate him trying to redeem himself, like I said before, and maybe do a bit of nicer one, and you know, call him a a more human, of a PG thirteen one. Yeah, I mean, even the one the nice one though was like, you're not a cannibal, you're a human. Yeah. Um, well, who's been calling him a cannibal? Th- yeah, first th- off, thanks. I guess I I, I don't think anyone. I doubted it, but <laughs> but, hey. but but now you're starting to question it. You didn't even <laughs> Honestly, know that was you the know, whole ever dick measuring up. thing was a was a mystery to me. And now there's measuring cups and everything. Oh, folks, it's. But you know what? How many podcasts can say they have someone rapping? This is true. Sending in raps on their podcast. This is true. Not many podcasts have an open phone line like true. Our sharks true. line. Uh, and Dylan, you know, uh, we do have our guests that regularly call in. And one of those is Solomon Strader. And we have a couple of calls from him this week, Dylan. Should we get into those? Here we go. It's a good podcast. Um, so Solomon again. Uh, Sharks played last night. Got the got the win against, uh, I don't know why I can't remember it right now. Against Calgary on the road. Uh, I'm still a bit worried about playoffs i still think we're way too far out but it is my opinion though aaron dell i mean i love martin jones as much as anyone else does but 
I, I think Arundel absolutely deserves number one spot. His numbers are trending in the right direction. Save percentage is pretty decent. And he just seems to be getting better and better. So, I mean, at this point, I think you keep Arundel. And when it comes to trades, you gotta, you got to boot Martin Jones. I mean, the guy's had his chance. But, I mean, Arundel has clearly outplayed him. So, I think Arundel deserves number one spot. Hey boys, it's, uh, it's Solomon again. Um, I've been thinking a lot recently about Martin Jones and his contract situation. Since San Jose signed him for, I believe, six or seven years and gave him a lot of money, are the Sharks kind of are they stuck in a really bad situation? I mean, can you get rid of Martin Jones? What's the price of getting rid of, getting rid of Martin Jones? Obviously, Aaron Dell's been playing well, but is he good enough to start for the next four or five years? So, I mean, how do the Sharks take care of Martin Jones? Do they trade him? Do they maybe send him to Seattle? Do they just try to buy out his contract? But, I mean, what do they do with, with Jones? Once again, great call from Solomon Strader. <laughs> Fantastic takes from Strader. And you know what? He, I, I think he had a little bit of, a, a little yeah, bit of an accent. I love it. <laughs> Again? Oh, God. Solomon, we love I, you. I try Please to keep calling I try, I, I try my best, Solomon. Uh, um, folks, no, have, you this, know what? This guy is the most consistent Oh, totally. And always with, like, great stuff that we, we, like, we get to talk about. And always stuff that we maybe have already touched on. He's, he's like he's on yeah. this, this show with us, Dylan. It really is. It really um, is. And, you know, his questions, again, revolving around Martin Jones. And I think we kind of talked about it earlier with, with uh, when it comes to Dell. And yeah, I, I agree with everything that Solomon said. And he kind of, the first one was like a, a Dell appreciation call. Yeah. And the second one was like, well, how the fuck do we get rid of Jonesy then? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, I think you answered your own question. All right. We keep Dell and we get rid of Jonesy. Well, but like it's it's whether, how how, how do we, right? Well, That's it's how do question. we and, you know, do you, do you keep him, I guess, and hope that Seattle takes him? In the well, expansion that's, that's draft. That's the other thing, right? You, you know, we can't just give them to Seattle. Seattle's going to want to have to take them. Exactly. And I think there's going to be better options than Martin Jones out there. Mm. And, you know, they're not going to take Martin Jones as a backup because look at his contract. The totally. o- they're only taking Martin Jones if there's no other options on the table and he's the only good starting goaltender. Exactly. You know who would be a, who's a good backup, like a really good backup goalie would be Aaron Dell. True. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. But... He's gonna. He's had to be uh, a, a good starter now, and and he's starting to get into that role, and he's starting to fill that role, which is making Martin Jones just look worse. And uh, you know Solomon, who if listeners have been following from the start, he's quite a big Jones fan. And I remember early on. He oh, was this is a big step. Totally. And you know, early on, he was very much on the Jones like, stay with him, stay with him. You know, you know. And uh, to hear someone like Solomon say like. Well, how do we get rid of him? Basically, it, it, it shows that that this this franchise has really kind of had enough now. And it's going to be a big move for Doug Wilson. Like he's going to have to pull off something pretty spectacular, I think, to get rid of this contract. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? I think that's enough Martin Jones yeah, talk for one day. I agree because you we're, know we're going to put a cap on it for now. No more Jonesy. Um, do we have any other calls? I think we did have one more. Oh yes, we actual did. phone yeah. call for our Sharks line folks. Uh, Dylan, this one coming uh, from a friend of the network, I believe, uh, on the network. Our boys in New York. Yeah, our boys in New York. Um, here you are, folks. Another from the Sharks line. Hey, guys. This is Andrew in New York. Quick question for you. Given the season the Sharks are having and the fact that Martin Jones and Aaron Dell are 
30 years old. Do you think the Sharks could be in the market for a starting goaltender of the future uh, for the trade deadline? I happen to know of a, uh, a team in New York that seems to have goalies coming out of their ears right now. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, keep up the good work, boys. This is Andrew from uh, the book. I mean, Andrew from New York. And uh, yeah, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, Andrew, did you not get the memo? Honestly, we put a I was cap. about we put to a say, cap. we said no more Jonesy, Andrew. No, but in no, all I'm seriousness, kidding, this guy called in like two days ago. Totally. Um, <laughs> I, and you know what? Um, it's, 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 it's funny to like how much across the league the goaltending situation in, in, in San Jose has is, is become a joke. Yeah, no, it's you true. You know, like you hear it everywhere. But and, anyway. and they got they got that, that young guy in, in New York, yeah, uh, Georgiev. Yeah. Um, that they're looking to move, I, I guess. Uh, there's there's lots of teams that seem to be interested. I I mean, uh, I think if, I said his name if, right. Yeah, I think. I think so. If if Doug Wilson isn't interested in that young guy, like I don't, why wouldn't he the, be right? Like, yeah, exactly. That's that every, is the kind of guy we got to target. Totally. But one thing that we we keep coming across when it comes to this is what the hell could we move? What could the, what could we move when we're strengthening the goaltending department without losing the assets that we need to, to rebuild? Yeah, because he, really we don't have uh, – there's no prospects that, no. that that we have that are of any value to move right now. Not to a New York team like that either, I don't believe, that, that are trying to – I don't know. I just a, I, And for a team without our first-round pick, do you want to give away more draft picks? Exactly. No. You know, I, I just don't – I don't see San Jose being in a strong position to uh, negotiate these big blockbuster trades for these young guys. Which is unfortunate because I think it's a great call, Andrew, that um, San Jose should be looking at, at something else right now. You're right. Both goaltending uh, goaltenders are 30. You know, no matter how well Dell is doing, he's not going to be doing it for that long, I don't think. Um, so, Dylan, like, do, do you agree with Andrew here in that, you know, in the offseason, the number, maybe not, this is not what Andrew was saying, but maybe my question is, do you think that our number one priority is, is to get a new goaltender? You know what? I, I think it should have been last year, and I okay. think it will be this year because yeah. it's been – it's obviously the uh, – I, I think it's the reason for the poor season. I think if you wanted to pinpoint it on one issue, yeah. you would say it's the goaltending. So, you know, why wouldn't it be at the top of their list? Totally. Somewhere that Someone that I had kind of seen was uh, Thatcher Demko, you, you know, coming – and then uh, – him coming in as a young starter because I know yep. that with with the Seattle a, a trade with Vancouver yeah, yeah with the Seattle franchise coming in and you know they have Markstrom they're not going to be hold, be able to hold on to both so which yep. one are they willing to to sacrifice for Seattle or whether you know I think that they have a decision to make and, and Demko is a fantastic young goalie and they could even take Jonesy back with with us holding some of the salary you know Jonesy becoming coming from Vancouver. And maybe Jones is just a good backup now. You know what? You never know. But Markstrom may go to free agency. And hey, if Whoa. we can if we can throw the contract offer, stays on the West Coast. Fantastic. He's a great goalie. So yeah, and that that, that is be, an option. That could be someone you could build your franchise moving forward with. Uh, you know, you'd have that Markstrom, Carlson, Burns back end. You know, it'd be pretty pretty deadly. Yeah, it would be. So uh, we have another submission Fantastic. on the open phone. It's a text Ooh, from at 3KA, our favorite. Our favorite. It's, a, it's a long one, folks. Here we go, folks. So uh, here we go. I hear you guys get bummed when our pick gets near the top five in Tank Atom. I would take Ottawa getting picks one and two every single time. 
I have more confidence based on Ott's track record of either an unwillingness to pay market value for former talent or just the inability to draft well. Since 2010, the Sens made 12 first R&D picks. Three out of 12 are still with the team making noteful contributions. Kachuk and Chabot were on the high-end side. White has 15 points in 48 games this year. After that, there is a steep drop-off. There are two still in juniors, college, and the rest are either in the all or play for a different NHL team. The farther LA and Anna get pushed back in the draft, even at our expense, is going to benefit us at the end of the day. My next TED Talk will be about San Jose's first R&D history on the last decade and why we will be fine without this year's pick. You know, producer two, I don't, I don't always say this, man, but, but great, great read. You, Thank you, you. Did really well there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, you know, I thought it was. You practiced smooth. before the show yeah, a little yeah, bit. It was good. Smooth. I thought I hit the emotions right. Yeah. No. But uh, and great text from at three ka on Twitter. It he's really a, was. He's a huge fan of the show. Yeah. I loved it. I, and you know what? I think he makes a great point in that something that we maybe overlook is that. You know, us going higher in the draft, yeah, it ain't, you know. It doesn't it, affect it, us it, that it, much. It, it means Anaheim and, and the Kings are going down one, true. which is kind of true. That's true. You know, I never really thought it that way. And, uh, and also he brings up uh, Ottawa's track record with yeah. drafting. But at the same time, though, you got to really, think, you know, two picks in the top five, you're, you you're going to get some good players. To, right? you exactly. Would, you would have to. Um, on that note. And he did mention our fantastic Tankathon section. Tankathon. Yes. Uh, sorry, that was my slip up when yeah, I was reading Yeah, a little slip there. up. Um, <laughs> uh, shall we get into our very own Tankathon segment, Dylan? You know what? I think it's time for Tankathon. Let's bounce on over. I know you're going to dig this. All right, folks. It's time for Tankathon. Look how high we are. <sighs> we're number were we five. Not high before. Sorry, no, we're we, not we, allowed we, to be. We, sorry, three KA just said we're not allowed to be sad anymore. Look how right. high we are. Yeah, oh, great. Look uh, how high we are. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great one. Yeah, we've been sitting at number six for a while, and we mentioned we actually. Number I actually five. said. I actually said earlier in the show. I feel kind of like a fool. Uh, we should have a pity the fool segment for me. I said that we're still above Anaheim, but no. No. And Anaheim's number six, and we're yep. number five, so yep. they're doing better than us. Yeah, LA that's, that's not is a good thing. In second. So, anyways, folks, <sighs> tankathon.com. Ottawa. Ottawa, right off the bat, according to Tankathon, has the third and the fifth pick. I wow. Know. I know. It's, what a it's, year to be a what a what a you know what a process. Hopefully, they don't screw this up. They could have a real real. Uh, well, hey, like our a team on their hands if they wanted. If they like wanted. our last submission said at three ka. They have a history of screwing up first round picks. So let's hope uh, not. Done this. Well, I don't really care. So yeah, screw you, well, Ottawa. Let's let's see what happens <laughs> in this draft lottery simulator. Here we go, folks, with the first overall pick. Holy, holy, guacamole, folks! Moving up eleven spots, the 11. Minnesota Wild. How are you, Aisha? They had a two point five percent chance wow. of uh, getting first overall. So that's that's a hell of a eleven spots. Hell of a roll. Number two, the LA Kings staying put, and number three, the Detroit Red Wings moving down two spots. The San Jose pick that Ottawa has moves down one spot to number six. Stays above Anaheim though. How about that? Woo! How about that? Here we go. <laughs> this Producer is my pick. T roll. Here we go. We're 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 rolling the dice. And another shocker at number one. The New York Rangers. Now, what a how lucky oh, would that franchise be if they, they moved up seven spots and got the number one pick? Again. Six percent chance of oh, moving up to first oh, overall. Just sickening. Uh, number two is the L.A. Kings unmoved, and number three is also Ottawa unmoved. 
San Jose's picks move down, moves down to six, like Dylan's, and Anaheim moves down to seven too. So ha 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 ha. There we go. Last last roll for the show. Holy wow. Holy folks. Schnipsels. Holy schnitzels is right. The Minnesota Wild with the first wow. overall pick again. Like I said, wow. 2.5% chance of that nice happening. Roll, though? Wow. Uh, moving up 11 Ooh. spots. And then you heard the, it here first, folks. Yeah, the Red Wings in number two, they moved down one spot. They were supposed to get that first overall pick, but no, moving down to number two with the LA Kings, number three. And once again, Three times in a row, the San Jose pick moves down one spot to number six. That was a weird tank on segment, Dylan. It was. Where, where that was a strange every, one. Everything re- really didn't move much except for the number one pick went nuts. Yeah, that's one that's team true. went uh, like flew it was, up. It was moving up 11, yeah. 7, and 11. And then nothing else moved really except for bumping down one for that number one. It was wow. quite an interesting tankathon, folks. I love it. Yeah, make great sure website. Make yeah, sure make you sure, visit yeah, it. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Make sure to check that out at Tankathon. Another fantastic website and uh, uh, a fan favorite, I believe, is uh, Hockey History. Brought to you by the Hockey Hall of Fame. We have this day in hockey history, February 10th. Dylan, you want to go first? All right, here we go, folks. February 10th, 1975. St. Louis Blues traded Ace Bailey, A-B, along with Stan Stan Gilbertson to Washington in exchange for Dennis Duper. Duper. Um, Ace Bailey, that's uh, that's quite the Ace name. Ace Bailey and Stan Gilbertson. I feel like Ace Bailey is a guy who like did did tricks on a dirt bike. You totally. Yeah. Ace Bailey. There goes Ace Bailey yeah. flying through the air, folks. Totally. Uh, February tenth, two thousand and two, Tampa Bay Lightning announced that general manager Rick Dudley resigned from his position. He was replaced by Jay Feaster, who has been the assistant GM. Uh, Feaster barely knew her. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jay Feaster. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. One. Well, not stupid, but like... Yeah, it's kind of like, meh. No, I like, didn't really need to know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is your favorite guy. I want to read out the guy's name. Montreal's... Oh Jacques Plante. <laughs> Jacques Plante. Uh, became, Jacques Plante. <laughs> became the first goaltender in history to record seven 30-win seasons in the NHL. The milestone came in a 4-2 Canadians win at Toronto. Wow. What a stat. What a stat. What a little stat there. February 10th, 1978, Lou Nan took over the Minnesota North Stars general manager and coach, replacing GM Jack Gordon and coach Andrew Bielu. Billy O. Billy O? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea on that I one. Took, I, B- I, what did I, I say? Some, I took, B- I took some French Bilio? in school. We live in Canada. Billy O? Billy O. Bulio, yeah. did you do the, do the um, French? Music? Yes, I did. Wow, yeah. my girlfriend did and that I'm too. Ter- terrible at French. Yeah, she now. Can't, she, can't speak it at all. She's the same. At <laughs> least she know how to pronounce names. Yeah, this is a good exactly. one for you. Then there you go. Here we go. Yeah, here <laughs> we go. 1962, <laughs> former NHL defenseman Randy Velashek, born in Montreal, Quebec. Velashek played in the NHL 1982 from 1982 through to 1991 with Minnesota. New Jersey and Quebec. So just his birthday? I'm oh sorry, like I was I'm is that what that, I was is waiting that the for stat? the stat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, no, okay, that's go. the stat. He was born in Montreal, so there you go. Happy birthday. Randy Velashek, nineteen sixty two folks. Velichek. Uh you can find him on Twitter <laughs> at, no, at uh, Valley Montreal Quebec. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Valley Snipes Montreal sixty nine on Twitter. Oh folks, there you have it. We do one more to uh, give it give it the last one because that right. one was just a butchery. <laughs> well we'll end on a high. February tenth, nineteen eighty three. 
Minnesota and the Rangers combined to score the fastest three goals in NHL history. New York outscored North Stars in a 2-1 in 15 seconds during the second period as the North Stars won the game 7-5. That's actually a really cool stat. That's uh, quite an 80 stat again. A a 7-5 game seems very typical of the time. 15 seconds, though. Three goals. Wow. That is is unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. There you have it, folks. This day in hockey history brought to you by the official site of the Hockey Hall of Fame. All right. Let's move on to one last quick segment. Yes. The poll question. Our favorite segment. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at StickHungryPod. That's where you can find the poll question. Um, and the poll question is, which Sharks player would make a good actor after his hockey career? Mm-hmm. Which San Jose Sharks is going to go on the big screen, folks? Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Eric Carlson, or Vander Kane? What do you think? Who do you think won this one, Producer T? Right off the bat, my instant gut goes Patrick Marlowe. I feel like he has a couple you might roles be supr- in him. You might be surprised. Yeah, I, I think he has a couple roles in him. I think he's got, we talked about it, you know, he's got that presidential, like, you know, 70s, whatever, I could be a president. He's also got, like, the serial killer quietness about him. Okay. You know, that quiet, like, I'm, I'm slowly calculating your murder. For sure. I, I think there's a few roles yeah. that you, that you so could Yeah, so I think Patty Marlowe, but uh, I, I feel like from what you said that I, I'm going to be shocked here. Yeah, so you will be shocked. Let's, uh, let's start off... At the bottom, okay, with Patrick last Marlo. place. Oh, come on, folks. at six percent. Can you now see I'm, the serial killer? At six percent, I'm shocked. Oh. I'm shocked. I thought he'd have it. You know that stone cold nerves he has. Oh. And number two, Eric Carlson. Uh, Bayou, come on, that was gonna I be know, my backup. I know. The... Bayou Benders actually oh. called in one time. He said, you know, this guy could be ha- have a role in Three Musketeers. Exactly. looking mar- motherfucker. Exactly. I might even have the clip. I don't three know. I'll, I'll look for it. What's that? <laughs> must tears. I said it in a weird accent. Throwing out a Solomon accent. That. All right. No, Th- that thanks for that one. Um, Joe Thornton, number three spot, thirty-three percent. Uh, Evander Kane in the number one spot wow. runs away with this one, forty-nine percent. Yeah, you know what? And and it kind of gets that, I guess, because of his entertainment value on the ice. Yeah, and he's a uh, you know he's a pretty out there guy. He's, he's uh, got some swagger. All <laughs> 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 right, keep it on with the accents. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so that that was an interesting one. We kinda, yeah. we wanted to change up the poll keep question. It you know, folks. You know, we've had too many that are like, you know, are we going to change the coach? Are we going to trade the goalie? Are we going to go into a rebuild? Yeah, we're we're sick and tired Beating of those kind of dead poll and and we're gonna have more of those this season. We but we we gotta throw we gotta sprinkle in something positive every once in a while, like like that salt guy. We'll yeah, the salt bay. Salt yeah, bay. Exactly. If you had if you could see this, folks, we're doing the salt bay thing. We're not though. Anyway, should have been on Twitter live. Yeah, it should have should have. Um, that that is your poll question again. You can find that at Stick Hungry Pot on Twitter. Folks, remember, you can find myself at producer underscore T-E-E. You can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Yeah, just I was just going to end up the show there. Dylan, do you well, have anything you else? Now? Uh, planning <laughs> on doing that. <laughs> Thanks oh, for joining us yeah. again, folks. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that listens to the show. Uh, we we actually gave away a yeah, Joe Thornton the t-shirt. Joe t-shirt. Yep, so uh, that, that was a great giveaway. We had lots of people contributing on that. Uh, <laughs> the, we had the good, the bad, bad and ugly yeah, on that, that post. So it was, it was a shit show. I'm not There's always lie. lots of posts going on on the Hockey Podcast. Yeah, true. Folks. Lots of great shows uh, make sure to keep tuned and and you know as as this uh, company grows uh, it's gonna get more and more so. yep there you go folks we'll talk to you times. again on thursday yeah have a great week
Hey guys, I want to tell you about two other great shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. First, we have Ice Analytics with Dr. Matthew Arp. Ice Analytics dives into the numbers behind the game you love. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Ice Analytics. Then, we have Tales of TR with former NHLer Terry Ryan. Terry brings his great storytelling abilities to the mic alongside guests which include current and former players. Both these shows are available on the Hockey Podcast Network, which you can find on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team. Everywhere.